Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are friends of the dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. All right, welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing awesome. I'm excited for this episode. I've been waiting since we started to uh, to cover this topic. I've been waiting 40 years to the day. 40 years. 40 years, man. That's a lot of Fridays. It is. Well, it's 12 anyway. 12? 12 Friday movies. Oh, okay. I was like thinking of how many Friday the 13th there could have been in 40 years, and I'd say, well, there's probably... 80? I never counted. I think you usually get two a year, right? We get two this year. Yeah. March and November. Yeah. Anywho, who the fuck cares? Because some of these movies don't even take place on Friday the 13th. No, actually, only a couple, I think. Yeah, I think it's... So basically, your disbelief has to be suspended quite a bit if you're going to be following the whole franchise and picking it apart. Because there are some plot holes. There's a lot of plot holes. Chronological errors. But I, I, I feel like later on, the, the franchise just turned into more about Jason the character than it did, obviously, like the date and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of weird for this guy who is not really all there to care that much about a superstition. No. Frigatrisque decaphobia. Frigatriscadecophobia. That's the fear of Friday the 13th. No, that's a real thing. It's got a, it's got a name. It's got a phobia. Is, is that just like people with a fear of the number 13? Or no, it's just... the number 13, the fear of that is just triscadecophobia. But you add the frigga at the beginning, and that's fear of Friday the 13th. I add friggas to a lot of things. <laughs> frigga. Frigga some of these movies. So, I guess, let's just jump into it. So, by my calculations, I would say that Jason was born on September 13th, 1946. Yep. That's that's what they say. Which is strange, because in part one, when Pamela Voorhees is revealed to be the killer, she goes, today is his birthday. My son, Jason. And it's June. It's... It's got to be June because it's the very beginning of camp. Like, the kids haven't arrived yet. They're still setting the camp up. Right. Well, they say they say at the beginning of the movie, June 13th, 1980. Oh, okay. So now his birthday is June 13th. Yeah. So right right away we're starting with the, uh, the, the, the inaccuracies. But, I mean, this movie was basically, I mean, it was started on a title without a concept. 
Right. So they were just coming off of Last House on the Left, which obviously was a huge movie. So with that momentum, yeah, he, uh, Sean Cunningham had this cool idea. He's like, I don't know what it's going to be, but Friday the 13th, man, that is going to sell seats. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be the scariest movie you've ever seen. And that's basically what they just sold it on. I believe they put out an ad with like a basic poster with the title. Right. And, and nothing else. Yeah, they they weren't even backed yet. Right. <clears throat> and actually, like, the, the people that did end up backing them are in the Boston area, where uh, we are, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, that is a, a pretty cool tidbit, if you will. And so he, he just kind of took a page from, from John Carpenter. He, he kind of ripped off a little, loosely ripped off a little I'm bit of I'm pretty sure he's open about oh, he how is. he uh, ripped off. I mean, you know, whatever. Right. I mean... I mean, it wasn't the same. I mean, like, there's no... No, instead of Captain Kirk's face, you have... Well, he wasn't even in the movie. He wasn't even in Jason was in the movie at the very end. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, so he had nothing to do with the hockey mask. No. He, not for another two movies. Yeah. So they ended up coming up with the basic premise of, yeah, let's, like, open up a summer camp, and we'll just kind of pick the kids off one by one. And it was kind of like, you know, obviously it was like a whodunit, because we don't see the killer until the end. Right. Betsy Palmer. Yes. Big uh, big actress in the 40s. Yeah, so she was she was the big name attached to this movie. Right. And she kind of just did it. She's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. No one will ever see it, and I won't be embarrassed by it. She wasn't really a fan of it at no, first. Well, I, I, think, mean, I think at first she kind of like turned it down. She goes, she goes I'm not going to do this piece of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be such crap. And then it's basically, I need a car. I need money and a car, so fine, fuck it, whatever, I'll just do it. Right. She's like, I never, ever, ever would have thought it would have turned into what it did. No, and she was actually, her feelings had changed about, you know, not liking it to just being impressed by the fandom. Right, actually, she really, really enjoyed doing the, the, the convention circuit and stuff like that, like, later on, which I wish... I've met quite a few people that have worked in the franchise, and she's one that I really, really, really wish I could have met. Time is a petty bitch. Yeah. All right, so you get the first one there in the the camp. So Pamela is basically going on a murder spree because her son drowned. Now, originally, was he messed up, or was he just a regular kid that happened to drown, they were picking on him, and they just weren't paying attention to him, and that's why he drowned. Maybe he just lacked swimming skills he did he didn't get that badge yet he must not have gotten that merit badge no so he sunk like a rock that kid yeah i find it hard to believe that there was literally i mean he was in, in the, the videos that they show like the cutscenes. it's the middle of the day i find it hard to believe that there wasn't one person around okay so a good example of that i went to boy scout camp i did too um right up Route 30 here, that doesn't mean shit to you guys out there. But let's just say, kind of out of town, in this big wooded area, we had a few counselors, and one of them was such a prick. And nobody really liked him. And he was skinny dipping with, <laughs> like, the girl, like, the girl counselor that all the boys, like, were drooling over. And so he's already a prick. And we snuck up and stole their clothes so, so they couldn't get out. And basically, we were unsupervised. So, totally could have drowned instead of stealing the clothes and giving them a big fuck you. We gave her her clothes back. We threw his into the woods. 
Well, yeah, so, and her thing was, oh, it's like, oh, you were off, basically, you were off, you know, fucking your fellow counselor, and my kid drowned, so she got pissed, killed all the, killed all the counselors. Until she faces Alice. Alice, Adrian King. Alice ain't having it. Ended up taking that machete and whacking her head off, which was an awesome kill. Tom Savini, like, obviously one of the greatest special effects makeup guys there is, and yeah, that's although awesome it is kill. it is kind of funny that you can kind of see the toothpicks that were holding the head in place. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean it was 1980. What do you what do you want? I, I, and it was his boy's hands too. And in uh, Betsy Parma, that's one thing she's just like, those aren't my hands. They got hairy knuckles. These <laughs> <laughs> hairy man hands. Um, so this was going to be a one off. It was. That was the plan. Victor. I mean, Victor Miller, who I believe wrote it, said. When they decided to try to do a part two, he's just like, no. Oh, like, fuck that. Jason's dead. Like, Jason's how are you going to have a part two? Well, like, Betsy Palmer's dead. Her head's off. Um, but, yeah, so they kind of redid a lot. Tom Savini's like, no, I'm uh, I'm not doing that. Jason's dead. That was a dream sequence at the end. But they kind of changed it so maybe Jason was watching in the woods. He'd been living off the land for all this time. Yeah. <clears throat> Which... Also, that, that dream sequence at the end, one of the best jump scares of all time. Oh, yeah. And at the very end are those raindrops, are the air bubbles, the music. Perfect. Set that perfect up score. so great. Perfect score by Harry Manfredini. Oh, my God. <clears throat> they got the piano music, everything, and then just like out of nowhere, whatever name you want to call Jason... They I were, believe, let's see, check my notes, they referred to him as a mongoloid. It's not a very nice name to call a kid. No. They're like, that's uh, why he has that weird, deformed head. See, when I saw this movie, it's actually one of the first VHS movies that I ever owned. It's one of the first horror movies I ever I saw. I bought it from, oh god, I think it, I think it was, the store was called Ames, it's a Christmas tree shop now, but... It was like, they didn't care if you bought whatever movie. So, like, my parents were in one section, and I, like, bought the movie secretly and, like, <laughs> hid it in my coat because I wasn't allowed to watch the movie. I just thought that maybe his head was all messed up from being underwater all this time. I thought maybe he'd been, like, living in the lake. I didn't know. You know, I was, like, nine years old, you know? Right. I didn't so, never yeah. heard of Mongoloid or whatever the hell that yeah. is. But, yeah, basically, so... The whole thing's a dream. You know, he's still out there. We didn't find any boy. So against basically everybody's wishes, Sean Cunningham was like, well, not Sean Cunningham, sorry. Uh, Steve Miner, his assistant director for the first one, was like, we're going to do a part two. Yeah, well, I mean, the studio right. was I definitely think, pushing for it. They're like, right. well, this movie was made on a shoestring budget, and we made bank. They did. It was, so, it was a five hundred thousand dollar budget. They made thirty nine million dollars. Yeah, this is a good formula. Let's uh, let's try it again. Oh, let's not forget the best actor in this first movie. And I'm not talking about Kevin Bacon. Yes, Kevin Bacon was in this. He his death was awesome too. But I'm talking about Crazy Ralph. Talking about Camp Crystal Lake. It's got a death curse. Never come back again. Oh man, that dude was awesome. You're all doomed. Uh, and he, he, like, rides his bike to the 
to the freaking camp too. <laughs> I told you. You're Mother, all doomed. Motherfuckers do not listen to me in my crazy... Like, doesn't he come out of the pantry like the girls in the kitchen and he's just like hiding in the pantry. And who he's does like, that? You know who does that? A fucking serial killer. <laughs> I'm convinced Crazy Ralph also murdered people and he blamed it on this death curse. He's just like, <laughs> oh, I can get away with murder because it was a boy from the lake. I think Crazy Ralph was the, the murderer the whole time. Uh, yeah, well, they got decided to go with the second one because they want to play off the Jason character. So now he's going to come back. So he's this uh, mm. redneck Jason. He's got a pillowcase over his head, which is not a bad idea because you got to think he just grabbed something. He's embarrassed about his face, I guess, because I actually don't know why he'd be embarrassed by his face. He probably, like he, he doesn't know anything. Right. But he knows enough that he's embarrassed and he's shamed about his face. So he covers it. With a bag with a hole. And he only puts one hole because he's got that one wonky eye, right. like, on his forehead. But, I mean, he, he's smart enough to sustain himself. So he's smart enough to sustain himself. And, I mean, he's aware sometimes. Like, when he kills Alice at the very beginning of this movie, he kills the final girl from the first movie, um, she's boiling some water. And he takes the pot off the stove. Yeah, like he had some sort of consideration. Well, I think he, he, it was the noise. Probably, yeah, to attract people. Which was, actually, that scene was pretty interesting because, obviously, Alice, I don't, I don't know what the issue was there. I think there was some sort of, like, a contract dispute. Yeah, I think, I think they didn't want to pay her enough, so they basically just brought her in to kill her off real quick. Although, I think she might disagree with it, but I don't know. It was a long um, time ago, man. This is 1981. Right. <clears throat> so they, they brought her in, they're like, look, you're going to be in this opening scene... You're going to die. And they had no lines for her, so that whole scene was just ad-libbed. Yeah, which was great. No, that's that's impressive. She's like, I had to make up this conversation on the phone. And it seemed like a conversation that she would be having with her mother. Right, right. I always, You know, that's something I always wondered about, like, you know, when people are, like, on the phone. Are they talking to nobody, or did somebody, like, from their cell phone, like, well, I mean, not back then, but... But like now, do they like call from their cell phone and they just sit there and talk and have a conversation? Uh, so, so a lot of times it's uh, nobody at all. Other times it'll be someone off stage. We'll just be kind of doing the other lines. Right. That way they can flip back and forth between the conversation. Right. But yeah, I would say uh, most of the time it's just just nothing. So this one they decide to. <clears throat> this is five years later, I believe. Okay, yeah, so after Alice dies at the beginning, yeah, they jump five years. Yeah, jump five years. Jason's a homesteader, you know, he can survive on his own in the wilderness. Still pissed. Oh, no, I mean, I guess he's just pissed. He's just pissed. He's just pissed. Five years later, they start to reopen the camp. So, of course, they do the awesome campsite story. And, you know, some people say he's still out there. And then Ted, my favorite character of this movie... Jumps out and he's dressed like a, like a, I don't know, some kind of jungle maniac. All right. <laughs> so and they go, they go with kind of like the same premise where they're gonna reopen the camp. Kids are, you know, the kids are supposed to be like coming the next day. And this is where, um, actually, this one has my favorite final girl, uh, Ginny, who's like a psych student. So she, she's looking at this whole thing in a psychological way like oh well, he's he's just kind of pissed like he's he's pissed at his like they they freaking killed his mother right and he must be lonely and yeah 
Uh, so, but yeah, so Jason comes back. He's he's sackhead. Well, a couple of the kills, really good actually. It was the one in the wheelchair. Oh my god, with the machete in the face. Machete in the face. They had to put the wheelchair on a track or something like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was definitely one of the best. Although it might have been, I don't know if it was Ted or not. Was he the one? Ted didn't die because they all went to the bar, and Ted's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out here. You guys go back to camp. So Ted lives because he's drinking, which is a great moral, I think. Yes, drink. Don't hang out with your idiot friends. If you stay at the bar, you'll live longer. At least till uh, last call. Yeah. He probably like got an Uber back to the camp. <laughs> so, so imagine. So, so they, he's where is everybody? So, so they they get last call, and he, he's like, "All right, I'm going to take a cab back to the camp." I think he would have shown up before, like, because they took you know Ginny like out in the ambulance. It was daytime. Oh yeah, that's right. And she was he should have been back out. by then. Hmm. And wouldn't he? Well, you know what? Oh no, Crazy Ralph died in this movie too. He got the like the. The yeah. line across the, his throat the, and the choked. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So what happened? What happened to to Ted? Because, I mean, did he pass out at the bar? Did he pick you up know, a chick and they went I back would to like, his house? I would like to say that some chick picked him up, took took him back to her place. Well, good for him. Yeah. That's awesome for oh, him. Oh yeah. Because he was goofy. Goofy fucking bastard. Yeah. This was an interesting one where they had actually two people to play Jason. All right. I believe the first. On-screen presence of Jason was played by a woman. Well, actually, so three. Who were the other two? So you had Steve Dash and Warrington Gillette. Oh, that's right. So they kind of had like a little. They had they had a, like thing. a little a little riff. Of course, like the main jump scare at the end where he comes through the window, uh, that was Warrington Gillette. I believe that was one of like only a couple of scenes that he actually shot. Right. Well, I think because he wasn't. Uh... Wearing the mask. Right. And they actually put him in the makeup chair and all, all that. Right. I don't think yeah. the other guy really beard. did. He had a beard, too. Hey, he was like a mountain man. Yeah. I mean, why would he shave? He's living in the woods. He doesn't have to shave. He doesn't have to shave. No. One of the best kills of Jason, though. So he's got like this little lean-to shack where he's got this shrine, creepy shrine of his mother. Those the bodies like all like piled around like the shrine of his mother? Yeah. This is for you, mummy. Ginny sees this, and she's like, oh, I guess I could kind of pull this off. Puts on that nasty, bratty sweater. Oh, God, that thing must stink. It's next to the decapitated head. So it's, she, been, it's been there for five years. She quickly, like, does her hair to kind of look like the head, and then she stands up, and she confronts Jason, and she pulls, like, the mother of all Jedi mind tricks on him, and he kind of does the, the head tilt, and he's like, is this my mom? Huh? And she's like, it's okay, Jason. Mother is pleased. You did your job or whatever. And then whack, whacks him with the machete. Yeah. Which she really hit that dude with the machete and fucked up his hand. And what was it, like sticking out of his shoulder? (laughs) So so Steve Dash, she she almost cut his finger off. So he had to go to the hospital with a machete in his shoulder. And he asked for aspirin. He's like, (laughs) I kind of got a headache. Like, what a card. (laughs) That was that's a funny story. I like that one. You better go to the hospital. Like ah, my I cut my finger. There's a machete in your shoulder. It's like uh, we might want to call the police in on this one. No, oh, no, it's for a movie. Yeah. Sure. So they get out of that one. We go on to now. Now this is this. 
this franchise is weird because you could say they have like two trilogies like, within the first six movies. Right. Well, I would say the first trilogy is um, Jason. It's really all about Jason and right. his, I don't know, comeuppance. Right. Well, would you would you put like part one with yep. two, three, and four? Because okay. part so, one is okay. his origin story. Right. Okay. Part two is he's coming into his own. And then part three would kind of be his finale. See, I would have thought part four. No, because I would say part four, five, and six, that's the Tommy Jarvis right, trilogy. See, I, th- I think the two of them kind of overlap. Yeah, I mean, they didn't plan, they didn't but, really do but, a lot of planning into into this at all. No, but part four, part four is, I mean, the next day from part three. That's true. So, all right, let's go back to, to part three, 3D, which is really badass, and I've actually never seen it in 3D. I bought a DVD copy of this that came with 3D glasses, but of course it didn't fucking work those fucking cheeky bastards well there's gonna have to be a time when you come home from my house and we're gonna watch it in 3d you have the capability to watch it in 3d look at the glasses and it works yeah no shit i mean it's it's old school like 80s like you know the red and blue like yeah i like i like the red and blue over like newer 3d that they have because yeah. I feel like nowadays... Like, so you're looking it, into it instead of it coming out. Right, it's more like a diorama. Right. You know, you've got layers upon layers, whereas back in the day, it's just like, they think I'm talking to them, but I'm talking to you. And the hand stretches out, points at you, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, no, we're, we're, you're, you're coming over, we're watching this in 3D. Word, because part three was one of my favorite ones. It's great. So they pick up right after part two. So it's technically Saturday the 14th, right. which is another funny movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> Fucking stupid movie, but yeah. <laughs> so, basically, he's just still alive. There's no yeah. resurrection or anything. He's just yeah. like, oh, he just, yeah, he didn't die. No, he didn't. And so they're shying away from camp counselors. So now this is just a group of friends that are kind of holidaying. On the lake. On the lake, right. No, no, separate you know, yeah. part of it. Well, I mean, he's killed everyone the day before at right. the camp. Right. So now he's just like, he's fueled by this this ire, and he's just going to walk through the woods, and he sees other people having sex and having fun. Right. Well, you can't have sex and have fun. No. It's not allowed, you will die. What if you have sex, but you're not having fun? Like, you're not into it. You think you'd get killed? I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. We should uh, put that in a Friday the 13th, part 13. Yeah. There you go. There we go. And this is where they also introduced the hockey mask. Right. Shelly, this really goofy, not fitting in with this group of friends guy, brings like a bag of tricks. He's got two masks. Yeah, one was a clear one. Yeah, he's got like all this weird shit. And um, yeah, he has the hockey mask. And a lot of people debate who actually brought the hockey mask. But basically what it was is someone actually had a hockey mask on set. So it got introduced as a, hey, let's try this out. And obviously it worked. Right. Now, say Friday the 13th was made today, and someone had a goalie mask. That would not work. <laughs> it wouldn't. That would look really stupid. It really would. <laughs> the goalie masks have gone a long way. A lot, a lot safer. A lot safer. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a time where they didn't wear them. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? So instead, they have this. You can't see it, but... I was going to say, Jason is holding up a hockey mask, but Jeremy's holding up the uh, the Friday the 13th old-school hockey mask. So this is what people used to use to protect their face. Oh, my God. That's like... 
I feel like that would hurt more than getting hit with the hockey puck. Because you get hit in a hockey puck in your face, right? But you're getting that basically slammed into your face from the hockey puck. Now they get the, like this, the cage I th- I think, uh, over your head. I might have to try and Photoshop like a goalie's head on, on Jason's body just to see what it looked like. I think that would be really funny. If anyone out there uh, is good at Photoshop, yeah, try that out and uh, we'll, we'll post it up. Because yeah, I think that, that would be kind of funny to right. see. So, and this one, Chris is the Chris is the final girl, and she she said, was it the year before or, or sometime? She was attacked by Jason, and she like possibly like molested. Like Jason's yeah, a molester they, now. They left it open, so I got you got to imagine. So Jason's probably got some loneliness issues, and uh, he probably got these feelings that he doesn't understand. Knowing his. Uh, Talk to him about it. Jason never got the talk. He never got the talk. No, no, he didn't knows nothing of birds and bees. So he might have got a little handsy with her. He might have. <clears throat> so he goes to town. <laughs> oh, he went to town. <laughs> On this group of people, one of the best kills actually was, and I'm I'm horrible with like, the people's names just because I don't I didn't I didn't write them all down. There's there's, there's so many. There's hundreds. But the handstand guy. Oh my god. And he just got the machete to the dick, basically. <laughs> and, he, and he split it right in half. Great, great friggin' kill. And then was it the one that he was trying to like nail the whole time? Like she's reading the Fangoria magazine, like in the hammock. Awesome like, shout out to Fangoria. Just just drips and she he's just up there splitting half. Yeah, that that's a good uh, body reveal. I like when they do that. That and then the squished head. Oh, with the eye pops right out. So a lot of these 3D gags, some of them were, were cheesy. Yeah. Um, like the guy, he was like setting up some kind of rod and kind of like shows it to the camera. But the eyeball, when the when that pops out of the head and it pops out to you, right. that was awesome. So Chrissy has the final showdown with him, actually gives the mask the first scar, you know, the... Axe to the head? The axe to the head, so the, the slit that he has. Yeah, so she that. hit him with the shovel... Um, hung him outside of the barn. He came back again. She hits him in the head with the axe. His arms go up. Then he kind of zombies towards her. It's like, no, no. And then he finally falls. And uh, we're leave to believe that she that he's dead. That he's dead. That was basically going to be it. Until they decide to do part four. Well, don't they do another uh, boat jump? At oh, the they end do. Of this? Yeah, they they because she's she goes out in a canoe again. Yeah, because you know the first thing you're gonna do after surviving a massacre is, you know, I'm gonna take a little uh, canoe and I'm gonna ride around the lake. Yeah, and then they have Jason's mother come out, right, and grab her. Which obviously this has to be a dream right. sequence because we know that Pamela's head is only held together with toothpicks. Yes, it's true. And then she sees uh, Jason with no mask clawing at the window upstairs yeah. like that's just it's a little goofy which he is he is one of my favorite portrayals of the character too uh richard brooker he was a little quicker well actually well this is basically what we knew him as like you know he's you know he kind of kind of runs after we'd be a little little quick i don't mind the running no i don't either i mean at this point he's not a zombie right so we go into part four Picks which up, again Right after this, picks they, up right where we left off. They awesome they, opening, they, awesome. They bring him to the morgue. 
they stuff him in the icebox. And you see that breath the, the of breath air. breath coming out of the mask. That was awesome. Like, but oh, shit. That seemed like it was really quick because we don't really have time to break down every single one of these movies. But they drug it on and yeah. on and they kept dragging it. And they're like, oh, when are we going to see Jason? When are we going to see Jason? When are we going to see Jason? But they yeah. didn't do it too quick. Right. But then they finally did it at the morgue and that, and that was awesome. And that first kill with the, the guy and the, the hacksaw to the neck. Oh, yeah, the dude eating the sandwich, right? Yeah. A lot of a lot of movies in morgues have people eating sandwiches next to the bodies and on the bodies. And it's like, that can't be good. Yeah. So introduce Tommy Jarvis. Little Corey Feldman. Little Corey Feldman, who they based, they named him after they named the character I believe after Tom Savini. Yes, and they gave Tom him, like, Savini came back to do did. this movie. He came back to do this movie because he was, I believe, he was under the impression that this was going to be it. They named like, it gonna the kill final chapter. Right. This was going to be the final one. Sean Cunningham came back to be a big part of this too. I believe. Um, not hundred percent sure about that. No. Anyway, they they were definitely planning for this to be the last one. They're gonna finally kill off Jason. Right. So he, he Savini comes back because he's like, I get to kill Jason. Awesome. Like hell yeah, I should be the one the one to do it. So right. they've got little uh, Tommy Jarvis who is like wicked into special effects and creating things, masks. and he makes these awesome masks. Also in this cast is uh, Crispin Glover who. Uh, the Crispin act, dead fuck Glover. Dead fuck Glover who would go on. The next year to play uh, George McFly in Back to the Future. Yeah, so I gotta say... Who has the best dance moves in the movie. That's literally what I was gonna say. So, of course, they're not saying what song was originally playing during that crazy dance number, which I'm going to say. I'm putting myself out there. This is the best dance in the whole franchise. But supposedly, the song that was playing on the set was Thunderstruck. Was it? By ACDC. This is a rumor, so what I'm going to do tonight... I don't think that's possible. Well, they didn't play it in the movie. They changed it for the movie. I understand that. So what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to record the dance. Impossible. It's not impossible. It is impossible. So this movie came out in 1984. Yeah, Thunderstruck came out in 1990. No. It was on Razor's Edge, wasn't it? Oh, wait, I'm looking at Live at Donington. Oh, my God, of course. The, dude, oh, oh, my God, it's on my live CD from 2010. Shut the fuck Thunderstruck up. didn't come out until 2010. Hold on, we're going to look this up. All right, so uh, Razor's Edge, release date, 1990. Thunderstruck. Well. So you can't listen to a song six years before it comes out. You know what? Just because they put it on the CD in 1990, it could have been, you know, made six years before that. Okay, I highly doubt it. Wow, ACDC is so awesome that, like, for real, like, just decades of awesomeness. But I believe it was an ACDC song. Well, and I'm going to dig into it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the song over the dance and see how funny it is. Let's move on. Actually, he had one of the best kills, too. I believe he had the... Uh, the Corkscrew. Was it the corkscrew? I thought yeah, he he's the, like, hey. No, I thought he had the butcher knife to the face. Yeah, but so he goes, where's the corkscrew? Jason slams a corkscrew into his hand and then hits him in the face. So that was a cool effect. Uh, So it comes down to uh, to, to Tommy and the sister, the older sister. Trish. Trish. Uh, Kimberly Beck, I believe. Also, another, they they really like to do the 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 through-the-window jump scares. Oh, my God. They, They just love jumping through windows. And literally, Ted White scared the 
crap out of him. Now, when when yeah, apparently he was crying and he was freaking out. Corey Feldman, that is. He was when he also filmed that. He was sick as a dog. He had a hundred and two fever that day. One hundred and four, I thought it was. Was one hundred and four? I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't take his temp. Well, you seem to know. You pulled a number out of your ass. I didn't pull a thermometer out of his ass, <laughs> so I don't know the exact number. He decides to pull those psychological move to kind of partially shave his head. And, right, uh, like look. So funny because it's like Jason's looking at him. Is that me? I, <laughs> am I you? Are you me? I can't kill you. And then yeah, yeah he, he just... knocks knocks the mask off. So this is almost a, no, it's not the first time, but we get a good close look at that fucked up face. That fucked up face. He is a that's a face only a mother could love. Machete to the side of the face. Oh, and he slides, slides down, down on the blade. That is so cool. And then he just picks the machete up and just hacks away. Yeah, hacks and he away. just keeps going and going and going. Like the Energizer right. bunny with that machete on that dude. Now, and the funny thing is they actually offered Ted White, I believe, part five and part six also. Yeah, he said, fuck that. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. He was like, <laughs> I, didn't, I did not have a good time. No, he was pissed. He almost walked out of the movie. Oh, yeah, when they were doing the uh, the girl in the, the yeah, lake, and it was like 20-something well, degrees. Middle of January, yeah. She's like, I'm freezing. Like, I'm going to freeze. I need to get out of here. And he's like, like you got to take that girl out of the water right now. And she ended up with hypothermia. Yeah, no. He's like, you take her out or I walk. Got to say, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It was, yeah, even they, though it wasn't. It was just a. It was a fake ass. It was a fake ass. It was a fake ass. But it was a nice fake ass. Uh, this is 1984. I mean, I didn't watch it in 1984 i probably watched it 10 years later right. but you know my 13 year old self was like "Ooh, raft ass so jason's dead yeah so and jason's definitely dead he got hacked to shit and you know what let's do another one one year later they really cranked these movies out they really did actually from 84 to 89 i mean they did they pumped out like five movies yeah, so, I mean, the first one, 80, next one, 81, next one, 82, uh, final chapter was 84, the next one was 85. Right. A six, new beginning. Six was 86, uh, seven, I think, was 88. Yep. So, yeah, they wanted to kind of go into a, a different direction, and they wanted you to know that, so they literally called it a new beginning. Right. So, in this one, they decided to go with, like, a copycat kind of killer. So, when I was reviewing these movies... The description on demand calls it Teens Flea, Someone Wearing Slasher Jason's Hockey Mask. That's that's what they call it. I'm like, what the fuck? And you can, I mean, obviously they don't allude to that, to the beginning, but you can tell something's different because it's a different mask. You have the blue place. Yeah, so instead marks. of the, the red uh, marks on the mask, yeah, whenever it's Roy, Roy Burns, I believe his name is. Yeah. They put uh, a blue, blue marks. Right. It's it's subtle, but it's very obvious. Right. So I guess that's not subtle if it's obvious. Right, and then and they have cut scenes where where Tommy sees him like in the mirror and stuff like that, and it go they go back and to it's the, the regular mask. So so you can tell there's you can tell there's a difference. Right. Um, a lot of people were so pissed. Yeah. At the end of this movie, and I get that. It's kind of like the uh, Halloween 3 in the franchise, where they deviate from the story. But not as bad as, I mean, Halloween 3, which I like. Mm-hmm. I do like Halloween 3, if you look at it as its own separate movie. Right. And that's kind of how you got to look at this. Imagine a serial killer as prolific as Jason Voorhees. 
there are going to be copycats. There are going to be people. Right. Why wouldn't you try to kill someone and blame it on Jason? But you know what? It's going to happen. See, even the, even after I knew that it was obviously a bunch of shit, I still liked it because it was a dude in a hockey mask killing people. It's still a good fucking movie. I like it. And the, and the, everyone, uh, the and, guy, and everyone, the, the director, I believe he done a lot of porn movies he, he did a bunch and he kind of made this seem like a softcore porn he with did. murders he, he did and he actually cast the the females based on the size of their tits i was gonna say breasts but yes hey. there were uh tig old bitties but can we also just agree on the two best characters in this movie left boob and right boob the other two best characters in this movie <laughs> junior and his mother Oh my god, those guys are hilarious. Would you shut the fuck up, you stupid dildo? <laughs> he hurt me, Mom! Isn't this the best damn soup you ever, stew you ever had? It's the best stew, Mama! He hurt me, Mom! He hurt me, Mom! Oh man, so a lot of her lines were ad libs. Yeah. She would just, she would just go off. That was great. No, they, they definitely made the movie so, so fun. Who I liked uh, was, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Reggie? Uh, Spider. Oh, yes. I forget his name in this one. Well, no, he was Demon in oh, Demon Return in of the, the Living Dead, wasn't he? No, he was Demon in this movie. He was Spider in um, Return of the Living Dead. Okay. All right, yeah, so he was Spider. Okay, yeah, so oh, I'm so confused because we got Sorority Babes where Linnea Quigley plays Spider and she was trash. In Return of the Living Dead. And then there was also a spider. A spider is not a common name. No. Why are there so many people called Spider? But he apparently needed to, you know, work on his friggin' ability to eat enchiladas. Oh my god. So apparently he was having some issues with his bowels. And yeah, he had to go use the outhouse because of these damn enchiladas. Right. And then sings the most beautiful ballad to his girlfriend. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. While he's taking a shit. <laughs> he's singing to her. It's true. Uh, but she sang back to him. That's love. Till she died. If you can't sing to your significant other while they're having mud butt from some greasy enchiladas, then what are you even doing? So Tommy, we didn't really talk about Tommy Jarvis in this movie, where he's he's at like a halfway house. So he's right, he's been let out of the mental institution right. or wherever well, he's been. Now he's in a halfway house with all these other at-risk right. teens. A lot of a lot of anger issues because like the, the couple people are making fun of him, and he just outright beat the shit out of him. Yeah, a lot of angry people in this right. movie. Like the dude that basically sparks this whole thing off of a chocolate bar. That that fat kid's trying to give that dude right. that's. Chopping up wood, we a candy can, bar. You can forget it, Vic. And then he just chops that dude up, and that's what starts it. The paramedic that shows up. Roy. Roy is that kid's dad. Yep. And uh, it's this whole, like, if you watch your family get murdered, apparently you turn into a murderer. Right. Tommy gets his revenge on, quote-unquote, Jason. Throws him off a barn. He dies. We see that it's Roy. Oh, but that death was so cool. It was. Now they're at the they're at the hospital, I believe it is, and the police officer is talking to Pam. Is it Pam? Pam Roberts. Yeah. Shows her a newspaper clipping with a mugshot of Jason. It doesn't have the hockey mask on. He does. 
I'm pretty sure the last time I got arrested, I had to take my mask off for the mugshot. I did give him a nice pearly white smile, though. Yeah. So they, they allude to this one, at the end of this one, that Tommy's going to be, like, the new the new Jason, which they also did in they, uh, Yeah, they've been kind of alluding to Tommy taking over the role. Right. But young Tommy, Corey Feldman, couldn't be in this movie. Right. Well, he was at so the beginning. So they kind of no, he was in the beginning of this one because basically. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's that's when how they, see they did. The guys it. Because he was gonna, he was going off to do a Steven Spielberg movie. Yes, right. Goonies. He went off to go do Goonies, and that was actually filmed in his backyard. Not Goonies. We're talking about his scene in this. Right. So we go on to part six, the third of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. So Tommy is an adult now and is gonna dig Jason up just to make sure that he's dead. Yeah, I gotta make sure he's dead. So. Oh my god, I, I have so many... So this is probably my favorite this movie. This is my this favorite. Series. This is absolutely my favorite movie because they did so good at just like, making fun of themselves. Right, so they bring Jason's hockey mask, his killing mask, back to him. Right. And Tommy, they stab him through the chest with this metal rod and it gets hit by lightning and it basically well, he, Frankensteins him. Well, that's what Tom McLaughlin, the director, wanted. He wanted, to, wanted it to be like Frankenstein. Um, no, he succeeded. Now so, he's a zombie. So Tommy Jarvis and Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. Right, that is, dude was hilarious. <laughs> gets his heart ripped out, which was awesome. And now at this point, they've changed the name from Crystal Lake to Forest Green. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, no, yes. Okay, so not not like in the series, but they rebranded themselves. Right, because they wanted people to forget. Yeah, yeah. Hey, nobody got murdered here. We're not Camp Blood. We're Forest Blood. <laughs> So we have Sheriff Garris. Oh my God, that dude's awesome. So, but did you? So they named him after Mick Garris. Okay. The director. You have no clue what I'm talking about. No fucking idea. You're just terrible. I hate. I'm not good with names, man. What do you want me to do? Fine. Explain it to me in the audience. So Mick Garris. I'm sure most of you listening know who Mick Garris is. I hear a lot of, no, who the fuck are you talking about? Please explain. Well, let's see here. I hear that one asshole. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. You're so smart. You're smarter than Mike. Mick Garris directed uh, Critters, Sleepwalkers. Oh, my God, Sleepwalkers, that movie's. So, Riding the bullet. <laughs> so when uh, I have to swear, not have to swear, but when I'm going to swear, I try to use other words. Like, we don't even say stupid in front of the kids, so we'll say silly. So, when I really want to call someone a stupid motherfucker, and they're, they're driving erratically or cutting me off or whatever, I call them a silly sleepwalker. Yeah, he Because directed... you've, seen, you've seen Sleepwalkers, right? Yeah. So you get it? Motherfucker. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, because that movie's creepy as shit. He directed four episodes of The Stand, also. Four episodes of The Stand? Yeah, it was a minute. Wasn't that all of them? Uh, it might have been. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was four. I don't know. Episodes. I only watched it on a DVD. You didn't watch it back then. Sorry, like, I had that shit on VHS. Well, like, I had it on, on ESP I had it on, or whatever. I mean, I had it on VHS tape, but it was like two tapes. Extended I, play. I didn't watch it on. I didn't watch it when it was live. I didn't watch it live because it was past my bedtime, but I recorded it. Although I did watch Storm of the Century, and that was awesome. I don't know if I've seen that. But anyway, so there was a lot of eggs, um, a lot of Easter eggs in this movie. A lot of eggs. A lot of eggs. You gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet. So yeah, so uh, Easter eggs. So we had a few Easter eggs. We have um, 
the Karloff like general store. Oh he, yeah, he, that was really. I, I love when they do shit like that. Um, and then he um, he made reference to like Carpenter Street or Carpenter Road, which was after John Carpenter. Also, Alice Cooper. Alice had Cooper. An awesome song in this. Movie. Behind the Mask. Great friggin' song, which was played twice in this movie. Yeah, twice. So not Alice Cooper's best song. I enjoy it, but it's it's fun. So and also this is one of the first ones where they they um, they bring in kids. That ups the ante big. Right, having kids at the because you're like, holy shit, is he gonna kill kids now? Like he's not gonna kill kids. No, back in 1986, really, kids didn't die. No. But anyway, so they're getting everything ready. They're these. They're gonna be the new counselors for the, you know, and that song. He's back. The man behind the mask is playing in the background. Yeah. So they should have had a had a clue. Great quote from this movie. I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. Also, the director's wife. Yeah. So who almost died? Oh yeah, through the window thing. Through the spear, because the spear got missed, like redirected. Oh my god. And the other guy in the car ended up being a ghost. He was like the asshole in Ghost. Oh, that's right. So he's yeah. like one of the other uh, actors that right. went on to do something. And then there was Court, the guy who got the knife in the RV. That was John Travolta's nephew. No he shit. went on to do nothing. Well, I'm sure he's still John Travolta's nephew. Well, he is, but he didn't do anything in acting. Okay. Well, he might have. I just don't know. Maybe he does some Scientology videos. Yeah, he might. Well, yeah, so this is definitely a, a great movie. And at the end, it was probably my favorite Jason kill, which kind of pisses me off because it's technically not a kill. There's fire everywhere. Jason gets chopped up with the, the right. boat yep. propeller. Yep. Cuts they off put the chain around his neck, around a boulder, and sink him to the bottom of the, the lake. And they really did that to the yeah. guy portraying Jason. Mm-hmm. Like, they had divers feeding him oxygen when he signaled them. Like, that was, like, legit. And I think that was the coolest way, you know, put Jason back to how he originally died. But then he opens his eyes at the end, and he's not even dead. They started a little bit on the comedy comedy side with this. Because you had, at the beginning, where they had those guys doing the paintball, which, which I don't understand why, like, if you all work together, why are you doing paintball in the, in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever... Um, done paintball like yeah, not at a facility had, I thought, like, we no, used to I, just go into the woods and just basically uh, shoot at each other and, I thought it you was, know, we'd put I, up like you know fake posts and uh, stuff oh okay so you had one guy who was hacking away with the machete and then he reaches his arm back Jason grabs his hand rips his arm off so awesome. Jason, Jason's holding his hand and just looks tilts the head like that was pretty cool yeah. and then was there was another guy who he smashed his face into a tree where he had the happy face carved out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the blood splattered on it. Yeah. Spattered on it. Hey, did we mention this movie's called Jason Lives? They People were so pissed about A New Beginning that they had to make sure that they titled it Jason Lives. So people would know right. that Jason is in this movie. We're not fucking with you guys. Right. Jason's here. Stick around. So Jason's at the bottom of the lake. They actually were fucking around with different endings on this. They were right, thinking yeah. about bringing in Elias Voorhees. Yeah. Jason's estranged father, who's so, been paying off the caretaker to take care of his grave. So, so actually there's a fan film 
uh, that had come out recently, although I don't, I'm not sure where he, I don't know if you can watch it on YouTube or not. I think, again, it's called Vengeance, where C.J. Graham, who plays Jason in this movie, and Jason Lives, plays Elias Voorhees. Oh, that's pretty cool. See, I, I would like to know more about his, his father. And obviously they didn't go that direction because, right. I mean, the producers were thinking, this guy's 60 years old, now we're going to split between Jason and this other character. Like, right. th- that's too much going on. And the guy's already 60. Give or take. Give or take. I mean, they could do whatever the fuck they want. They do that for most of these movies. Right. So he's at the bottom of the lake. Here comes part seven. Part seven, which basically... The pitch for this movie was, let's do Jason versus Carrie. Right. But the opening for that was awesome. I love this movie. Now, it's definitely one of the, I don't want to say cheesiest, but it is just so fucking awesome. But but like the beginning, before the movie starts, they do kind of like, almost like a recap. I don't know if you remember. So they basically, like there's this narrated recap of like the first six movies. Narrated by Crazy Ralph. No. Yes. Walt G. (laughs) Walt G. Walt Walt, G. Walt Walt Gornley. Yeah. That's awesome. uh, Gordy. Sorry. Do you remember the first six movies? (laughs) You're fucking doomed. This is probably my favorite, like, like, intro, like, Jason intro, where he comes out of the lake. And you see, like, his spine, like, exposed. And all oh, that yeah. Stuff. He's, like, he's, he's been rotting under the lake. Yeah, he's, like, been in the lake for real. Right. Um, that was, Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, and we got Tina Shepard. Tina so Shepard. So, she's a young girl and now was, um, her father was abusive. I think, yeah. And, and she had these weird powers that she couldn't explain. And she basically drowns her father. Right. Later on, as an adult, she runs out onto the dock. And I don't know if she was just trying to talk to her father or trying to bring her father back. Well, she was upset because, so her psychiatrist, who I believe is banging her mom. Who's also Bernie. Bernie. Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, Terry Kaiser. She gets upset. I definitely, when I saw this movie, I was like, holy shit, Bernie can talk. (laughs) I think she was trying to bring her father back. Yeah, so she's very upset. And she accidentally resurrects Jason. Who, we should know from the last movie, isn't even dead. She just kind of frees him from the chain or whatever. Right. So Oops. He, he comes up, and this is the first time we see Kane Hodder. Yes. And so I would call this the, you know, not a trilogy. Because he's in four, right? He's in four of these. Right, but the movies aren't connected. He, he's in the, this is the Kane Hodder quatrogy. <laughs> is <laughs> no. that a word? No, All the no. drink. Now, this isn't my favorite of the series, but this is my favorite portrayal of the character. Right. I love the way I, he just basically transformed it. The whole, like, turn your head, then move your body. He does a heavy, the heavy, heavy breathing. breathing thing. Now, Kane just... Hodder is the first celebrity that ever signed anything for me. He was the first mm-hmm. person I... Uh, was that at Spooky World? At Spooky World, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. I thought he was definitely... An awesome Jason. He was. But that that chain Jason to the boulder thing, uh, some kind of artist did that in a Utah lake. And you can look that up. Like divers are getting freaked out because they'd be swimming around. And then they would come across a big Jason-like statue. (laughs) Like that is awesome. That is awesome. 
I believe he got in a little bit of trouble for it, but... Yeah, he did. Whatever. What are you going to do? So Tina and Jason have this big showdown. Oh, my God. This was definitely an awesome fight. This was one of the first times I was actually rooting for the good person. Because right. I, I, was, I, was, I enjoyed watching Jason kill people. But like watching was, her, she killed him like seven she, times at she least. She beat the bag out of him. She dropped the house on him. She uh, cut those wires and electrocuted him. Yep. And I love I loved some of the, the facial expressions that uh, John uh, John Beekler had him do. Like when she friggin' had the nail gun like shoot him in the face. Yeah, and he's just like you know, move your move your jaw, and he's just sitting there. He's like, "Fuck!" Like I got shot in the face with nails. He's like, "All right, all right." Oh yeah, dude. He's like, "All right, this is all." The makeup for his face was really good. And then she torched him. Now, mind you, if you know, I'd like to think that a lot of our listeners who know anything about Kane Hodder, know he was badly, badly burnt. Yes, like he's very scarred. So they do was, this. They do this stunt, which he said was the longest filmed burn, like burn stunt on film. No, at if, the time. If you know anything about stunts, when you're in like a burn suit, I think you get thirty seconds max. This was forty, forty-two seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like a face your fear moment, like right. for him. Right. Because I mean, he, I mean, he almost died. The first hospital that he went to, like, almost killed him. Jesus. So anyway, so she's she's beating the shit out of him. And then finally at the end, her father comes out of the lake and right. like pulls him under. Daddy saves the day. No, that wasn't the original plan. Like the way he looked, they wanted him to look like a zombie because he had been rotting in the water. He did kind of look like a zombie to me. Yeah, not really. Not the what not the makeup they originally wanted to use. Oh, okay. Well, no shit about that. But they wanted him to look like he was actually like decaying in the water. Mm, okay. But but they went with this other this other ending. So he gets pulled under, and then we move on to part eight. Yeah. So now we believe that he's uh, he's actually dead now. That's what we think. Okay. So part eight. Only one year later, nineteen eighty nine. This is probably everyone's least favorite of like between this and Jason X is probably like everyone's least favorite in the series. Oh, let's go to the poll. Who uh, who won the poll? Well, Which movie? It was basically Jason Lives. Jason Lives. Okay, so everyone's favorite is Jason Lives. Um, actually got one vote for Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, that had to have been a joke. It had to have been. Nobody says that. I don't know. It was fun. It was like, Jason Takes a Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Jason Takes Manhattan, which I'd like to say, during our Final Girl episode, we were talking about Jason being behind the bar making drinks. We missed a joke opportunity. We could have called Jason Makes Manhattans. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so basically the budget of this movie was set at what it was and they had all these ideas of filming in New York and the money got shorter and so did the time spent in New York. So there's like two scenes in New York. Yeah, it's not even 20 minutes. No, it's not. It? There's, I mean, he comes out you see him in Times Square, and that scene where you have the gangs, 
they listen to the, the boom box. He just oh, walks yeah. by, kicks the boom box. They're like, hey, what the fuck? And he shows them he shows his them, face. Like, no, like, we're cool. Nah, fuck that. We're cool. Yeah. We're cool. Dude, apparently he was like a rock star right there. So you had people lined up all around yeah, hundred, Times Square. A couple hundred people. And like, he would so just look, look at them and they'd just go nuts. Like, yeah. So it's students, it's their senior year, they're going on a class trip. And they go onto a cruise. Now, so you've got Rennie. Rennie. Who's the final girl in this movie. Yeah. Earlier, she like in her life, her uncle's trying to teach her to swim, just basically tosses her off a boat. So she's terribly afraid of swimming because I think Jason like grabbed her leg or something yeah. or she thought he did. And she's terrified of the water. But now she's going on this boat because she's trying to fit in. Her uncle, again, he's some kind of professor. And he's like, don't be a bitch. Like, come on. The SS Lazarus. Great name for the boat. Because I know if you've read your Bible, you know who Lazarus is. And uh, that motherfucker comes back from the dead. I don't know why. The second zombie in the Bible. The first being Jesus. Hmm. I haven't read the Bible, so I don't know. It's a great zombie story. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, some great kills in this one. Can I say also maybe the candidate for best fight sequence? With, um, uh, what was his name? Julius. 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 The boxer. Who was literally hitting Kane with it. Everything he had. Kane was playing, like, Kane. Jason was definitely playing the ill boxer move. Right. Tire well, out your opponent. Right. Well, I mean, he, and, but he told the actor, Joe, he goes, yeah, fucking hit me. Not in the face. But, like, all the body shots were him going to town. Yeah. And then, and then he's sitting there exhausted. He goes, give me your best shot. Like, Boom. This is no. Head gets knocked right off. The, like, they're on the top of the building doing this fight. His head gets knocked off, lands in a uh, dumpster, dumpster, and the dumpster closes. That I, was so awesome. Actually, another great one, uh, though, like the Asian girl, I think or the actress Kelly Hu, I think it was. So they're in, like the, like, the dance hall. He's got her up, like, choking her. And now he's got to drop her. And uh, so, like, you, you're dead. Like, you have to go limp. And he, like, dropped, you know, he's a big dude. Yeah. He, he, like, throws her down. She just goes limp and just takes all the impact. A lot of people wouldn't do that. They're like, I'm not getting paid enough to fucking take take right. a hit like that. Hell no. But, like, a lot of people, man, they love their craft. Yeah. And uh, the, the rocker chick getting the, getting the flying V to the face. Oh, that was <laughs> awesome. Cool. That was pretty cool. So, yeah, the, the, the end of this movie was so weird. So, Rennie and... Is it Sean? I don't know. They're running around the sewers. It's a big maze. Oh, and it gets pumped full of sewage at midnight or like some stupid crazy thing. Right, so the guy's like, you gotta get out of here. You know, this is where they fucking flood the fucking sewers. With toxic waste. Yeah, I feel like that's not like EPA certified. That's not a thing. (laughs) Maybe that's why there's all the giant alligators in the subway. New York, the subway systems are disgusting. The sewage systems are full of giant alligators and chuds. Chuds. I've seen enough movies to know that the underbelly of New York is gross. And if you've ever actually been to New York, there's trash everywhere. It's it's pretty disgusting. So he gets nailed with toxic waste in the sewer. We love New York, though. I, I just meant like the trash situation is a little gross. New York, New York. So he gets nailed with toxic waste and turns... Back into like Fetal a twelve-year-old, position, twelve-year-old drowning Jason. boy. Yeah, 
Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was a weird ending. Like, what the what the fuck was that? Like, oh, initially they wanted him to get like sucked into this like giant. They had like this giant like fucking like Jason like unmasked it, head. Or this whatever. is what happens when you blow all your budget on Times Square. To shut down Times Square must have cost them. Oh yeah, of course. I would say a third of their budget. Oh, easily. That's why it should be called Jason Takes Vancouver. Or Jason Takes a Boat. Yeah. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. But yeah, most most of the city like scenes were filmed in Vancouver. Yeah, they had much bigger plans for this movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it did not come to fruition. But it's still a great movie. And I think probably one of the best trailers oh, of the great. series. The Frank Sinatra. Yeah, it's like a, you know, New York in the New York, New York in the background. You know, you see the skyline, and you zoom in on this dude. He turns around, and it's Jason. Oh my god! Remember the old like Framingham Cablevision? So you had Channel sixteen, which was like the the list of the pay per view like stuff. It would just scroll up and scroll yeah. up, and every like fifteen minutes, they would show a bunch of trailers. Right. And one of this was right... for their whatever on demand was back then. Right. This pay per view. This was right around the time I got cable, and I remember watching it. Waiting for the trailers to come on, and this was one of the first trailers I ever saw on that channel. It was this and Shocker. Remember Shocker? Shocker. Is that the West, one with it? It was a Wes Craven movie, like The Inmate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got the the electric chair. Yeah. Me and my boy Dan, we actually, uh, was that last year two years ago? Holy crap. Has it already been two years? Yeah, we, we recently just watched that movie. Yeah. And it was like, oh, what the fuck? That movie's <laughs> something else. Awesome trailer. And they actually had to change the cover art for this movie because there was a whole big, I don't know if it was a lawsuit, but they... No, um, it said, I love New York, Yeah, right? it said, I love New York, and New York's like, ah, no, I don't, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. So they went with the whole thing with the Jason mask over the skyline with a knife, which was pretty cool. No, I liked the cover. It was pretty cool. We don't see another Jason movie or Friday the 13th until for another four years. Yeah, that's a big jump right there. So we go from 89 to 93... Now, was this the first one not done by Paramount? So, part eight was so poorly done that Paramount basically said, who gives a shit? But they still had the rights to Friday the 13th. So, this one is the first one one not called Friday the 13th. It's Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. This was was New Line. This is another one where people just don't like it. No, because there's not a lot of Jason in it. There is I mean, a, there's Jason. But well, they not. try to pass it off like Jason isn't this person. Jason is like this thing that can go from like body to body. Yeah. So this is another one where he doesn't get a resurrection. He's just alive, and the beginning sets it up just like any of the other ones. Right. There's a girl. She's about to take, take her sh- a shower. She gets naked, but she's an FBI agent, right. and he chases her through the woods. And With some a great, great fucking. Yes, and sometimes she's wearing boots, and sometimes she's not wearing that's boots. That's like this one of the true. one of the, probably one of the first continuity errors I ever noticed. And I'm like, which makes sense. I mean, obviously, if you're running full speed through the woods, you should like, have on some kind of footwear, right? But you gotta be like, if wary, you're wearing if you're a kid, shower, then you're not. But if but if you're the camera guy, you, the camera guy was a fucking director. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're not wearing your goddamn boots. You just got scared out of your bathroom. When did you throw on boots, but you didn't throw on clothes? So, yeah. She brings him into this field. When they they light him up, they have spotlights. He's surrounded. They shoot him probably hundreds, hundreds of rounds of bullets. They blew him the shit up. They blew him to smithereens. Then they bring his pieces to the morgue. And for some reason... 
the mortician is compelled to eat his heart. Great. Although before that, one of my probably my favorite part of the movie. One of them. I have two favorite parts of this movie. Yeah, Jason ain't nothing but a big old pussy anyway. Well, that was that. that okay, another one. So, <laughs> so Kane Hodder basically calls himself a pussy. Yeah, that was that was classic. Um, he, he's playing a guard, right? Yeah, he's one of the guards outside. But you had like the other, like autopsy guy, like the white guy with the the, the glasses. Yeah, and he walks in and goes. He's like taunting the shit out of him. Now, mind you, at this point, the other guy had already eaten his heart. Right. <laughs> he's just like, oh, hey there, you fuck. Hey there, you stupid dead fuck. Yeah, suck this. Suck this. And <laughs> the guy just You know stabs. that guy's going to get killed. <laughs> he stabs him with like the forceps or whatever the fuck. Yeah, so now we get, we get body jumping Jason. Yeah, which I hated. I hated that. Yeah, it was it I, was different. But I liked how they went. I liked how they went into more of the backstory. Yeah, so they kind of turn it into Halloween-ish uh, territory where he needs a relative of his to be able to get back into his true form, and the only person that can kill him with this magical dagger is one of his kin. Right, and the the guy that. Basically tells us all that information. Amazing character. Creighton Duke. Yes. Who, when I saw this movie originally, I was convinced that it was the same guy from Halloween Part 5. Right. That they show in the movie. Like, right. basically you just see this guy's boots. And at the end of the movie, he frees Jason. Or Jason. He frees uh, Michael Myers from right. jail. And they never really show the guy. Right. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the same guy. There's going to be a whole... Uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers. Because since after part six of Friday the 13th, they've been throwing that idea around. Right, because at let's that point... Friday, let's do Freddy versus Jason. Because at that point, Freddy was getting super hot. Right. And I believe after Jason Takes Manhattan, they were really gung-ho on it, but they're like, oh, well, we, we can't do it yet. Right. So while we're waiting for development hell, we'll do this Jason Goes to Hell. Right. And uh, and go with it. Right, and they had this new young uh, director. Like my other favorite scene, Creighton Duke is in jail, and also so is, oh God, what was his name? He's like the main Jason. We, see, we didn't have a final. Girl Jason's in this one. his his cousin-in-law. So we didn't have a final. We girl did girl. have a final girl. It was Jason's niece. Niece, yeah. Who was married to this goofy guy. This... Who gets his fingers bro broken by Creighton Duke. great! I'm sorry, but it was so amazing. Good. You want some information? It's gonna cost you. But he, he, he asks him a question and then he goes, he's like, no, but like, how do I do it? Now, that is a very expensive question. And he just freaking breaks his finger. Now, now his fingers are broken. And, and he, he still goes he... to punch <laughs> Jason later. Full fun. Yeah, now, one... Punch. I guess uh, Aaron Gray, who played Jason's sister, we didn't know he had a sister. This whole thing was Jason was reborn. So basically, it, he's it, going into different bodies with this weird kind of demon lizard right. thing that comes out of his mouth, and at one point it comes out of his out of a body, and it kind of violates her. It 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 yeah. It, it, and she didn't know about that scene. She had no idea until, until she saw, she the saw movie. it, and she was, she was actually pissed. not happy. She was not. She happy. felt violated herself. She did. So the end of this movie, he gets stabbed in by this magical dagger. 
You see all the souls all leaving his demon, body. Oh yeah, and all the, and these demons just come up and just pull him down. Yeah, he gets dra- drugged to hell, and all that's left is his hockey mask. And this is where we get the, the, te- the cliffhanger of cliffhangers. What had only been a rumor to this day became solidified as something that might happen. And Freddy's glove comes up out of the ground, grabs the mask, pulls it down, and you hear the laugh. The hand? Who played the hand? Was Kane Hodder. Basically finishing his trifecta of awesome movie slasher characters. Because now, not only has he played Jason, he's played Freddy and Leatherface. Really? Oh, yeah. So... So in the trailer for Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3, he didn't get the role for the movie, but he's in the trailer where, uh, you know, he gets the giant chainsaw from out of the lake and he holds it up and it's like hit by lightning and all that stupid shit. That was Kane Hodder. Really? So he's got the trifecta there. I think think Kane Hodder wins. Basically, yeah. He wins at everything. He's awesome. That guy's fucking awesome. He really is. So this is where we think we're going. So we, we, we think we're going to Freddy versus Jason. Right. That's and, not where we're going. No, that doesn't happen. Because, like we said, development hell. So this is 1993. The next movie doesn't come out till 2002. I believe it was done years before that, but it just never got released. Jason X. Clearly still not a Friday the 13th title. We no. Just get Jason X. I got really excited. I get excited for any of these. This is my favorite horror franchise. Yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of a lot of franchises die in space. Not a lot of air up there to, to breathe. Yeah. I was only dating my wife at this point. And it was right around my birthday. And she says, Well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go see Jason X. I got some eye rolls. Yeah, I bet. We know it's a dinner, watch this movie. I hope dinner was better than the movie. See, I'm the type of person that will just enjoy it anyway. I definitely enjoyed it, but I can't tell you that I enjoyed it more than once. No. Well, I, I've watched it a couple of times. There's some great kills. Yeah. There's some awesome kills. And also, um, the beginning, uh, I forget what his character was, David uh, Cronenberg. Yeah, was, so, was so I guess Cronenberg only agreed to do this movie if he could get killed on screen. <laughs> right. Just that alone is yeah. pretty cool, having David Cronenberg, who actually directed an episode of Friday the 13th, the series, which we kind of just forgot about. Did you ever watch the TV show? I did, and then I realized that Jason wasn't in it, and I stopped watching it. Yeah, so it was basically this just weird um, Although, like anthology series where it's like a pawn shop for cursed objects. Right. Although kind of sounds cool. Although John LeMay, who was in Jason, Jason Goes to Hell, was, was, was in the, the main series. character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. I actually never saw it, so I can't. Yeah. Speak no. I, I, I saw anything I, about it. Right. Well, I mean, I saw that it wasn't Jason in it. It wasn't like anything to do with, really with the series, so I just didn't watch it. Yeah. So this again, they're still waiting to do Freddy versus Jason. They're like, okay, what can we do in the meantime, in the interim? Well, we can't do anything. We don't want to fuck with the canon or the continuity. So let's just send this like wicked into the future. This is the year 2455. Earth has basically gone to shit. I guess some guy became president. Uh, I don't know. His name was like 
Trump or something like that. And, you know, global warming happened. Now they're on Earth 2. And these are just a bunch of kids on a field trip or some shit, right? Field trip or some sort of, I don't know, science something. I don't know. David Cronenberg had tried to keep Jason alive so we could study his, like, his regenerative... Right. Thing, why he can't but, die. But he ends up getting out of whatever he was in, kills like everybody, gets himself frozen. Cryogenically frozen for hundreds of years. Now, also, a little bit of weird, if you had read the book, Kane Hodder's book, you would have caught this. The door that he got um, trapped in where he was frozen right. said the word quaj. Quaj? Quaj. K-W-A-J. Which is short for... Kwajalein, I think. It's an island on Hawaii where he grew up. Where Kane Hodder grew up. Yes. No? Did not know he was from Hawaii. Every movie that he is in, there is... I've yet to find all of them, but every movie that he is in, there is a reference to it. No shit. Yeah. Even uh, 7, 8, 9? Apparently. He said every movie that he's in, there's a reference to it, but I've yet to find them all. Okay. But either way, so, I mean, they... Deadites, your challenge is to find them all. So they bring him onto the ship, or wherever they're going. They manage to get him to regenerate. And he just kills people on a ship. Yeah, he... He's he, killing people in space. Jason so Voorhees is death, in space. The first death was the best one. I only remember two things from this movie. Well, three things. So the first one is the first death. He wakes up, and he grabs that chick, dunks her into the... Liquid nitrogen? Yeah, and her face freezes... Although before that, when like it was kind of like present-ish time, oh, like the whole it? spiral one. Oh, on the the giant yeah, yeah, drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really cool, but it was definitely very CGI. So I didn't like it, it too much. It was, but there was another one. But where this it... one, so this was also very CGI. He dunks her face in the liquid nitrogen, pulls it up. Her face is frozen, and he slams it and just shatters, which they actually did on MythBusters and apparently busted it because you know they're fucking killjoys. I bet it could happen. Yeah, like. Were they in the year 2455? They were Did not. they have that liquid nitrogen? No. Like from the future, which is way better than the stupid crap liquid nitrogen that you can just get? No. Nowadays. They didn't. They didn't know anything. Although those guys are pretty cool. They were. Yeah, I like those guys. So they go through those things, and we have... Oh, what is... I don't know. My notes are almost up, except for the fact that... There's nanotechnology, and he becomes Uber Jason at some point. He does, but so we have what the fuck? So we have one of the one of the survivor surviving guys. Um, his name is Sunaron. Sunaron, I believe his name is. So he developed this robot, the KM14. Oh yeah, who <laughs> was pretty funny. It was basically a sex bot. Uh, he yeah, he was in love with that thing. Yeah, I but, bet he, but bet he, he was. <laughs> Biblically, they ended up. Blowing the shit out of Jason. Like, they blew his fucking So head her off. sex bot blew the shit out of Jason? Or whoever. I forget. You missed the joke there. Shut up. They blow his head off. Yes. And somehow he turns into this, like, half robot. Because they have nanotechnology. And right. It, and all, like, crawls up inside right. him and he turns into turns, Uber Jason. Turns into Uber he, Jason. Even his but, machete gets an upgrade. Don't get me wrong. He looked fucking cool. He looked badass. If it was a video game. Which it kind of felt like. Right. It was badass. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it was just really cool. I love, I actually really loved the modern version of, of, of that. And actually one of the writers had a death. He was in the movie. 
He cool. was he was one of the virtual like guy like they were playing like a virtual. Oh, like, fucking see night. the virtual reality part was awesome, and and when they uh yeah so he gets his head he, he cut died, off he died twice yeah because he got his head cut off and he's like oh man turn off the virtual reality man right and then he actually gets his head cut off in real life right well, so that no. that was pretty cool but I mean obviously people thought this movie sucked can we just bring it back to the virtual reality part. Because that was real cool when they had Jason in the virtual reality and they set up the fake camp and the, yeah. the girls. And this is my favorite quote of maybe the whole series. Hey, do you want a beer? Another girl. Want to smoke some pot? Or we could have premarital sex. We love premarital sex. Actually, in a different lifetime, I probably would have used that as a sample in a rap song if I, you know, thought I could rap. Wait, didn't you? Different lifetime, Jeremy. Moving along. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it wasn't it wasn't their best movie. It was kind of like a filler. Yeah. They were just waiting for Freddy versus Jason, which was the first movie in this franchise that I saw in the theater. It I took saw me it. till two thousand and three to see one of them. I saw it twice. I only saw it once. I did not see Jason X. I honestly thought that was like a direct to DVD thing because I had it on DVD. And that was the first time I saw it, and uh, probably the only time. So we have Freddy versus Jason. Kane Hodder actually gets a script. Yeah, that's rude. And then all of a sudden, they just decide not to use him. So from 1986 to 2003, they've been talking about this movie. And since 1988, Kane Hodder has been Jason. And he's been he pushing for this movie. And then they're like, they we're going to go in a completely different direction. And everything's going to be different. See, now, now Ronnie Yu, who uh, directed Freddy vs. Jason. Right, they like, brought him on. He, he's, he's, he's just like, I don't give a fuck. He goes, you want Kane Hodder? I'll get fucking Kane Hodder right now. Right, but, yeah, he had but, no problem. But then they're like, no, we don't want Kane Hodder. And he's like, okay he goes, with that want, too. We want to do something different. I'm like, how the fuck do you not want him? Yeah, they wanted. They just wanted to go See, in a completely different been, direction. He's been playing him for they the last 15 fucking years. They didn't it, want the head tilt. They didn't want the heavy breathing. They wanted to you, but, but rejuvenate. We just came off of three you not? shitty movies, which I call the WTF trilogy. So they wanted yeah, to go. Yeah, but he was the best different. part about them, though, dude. This is business. But to how these do you people. how do you not how do you not have Kane Hodder not, versus Robert Englund? They're looking at dollar signs and they're not looking at storylines. So they're going to grab a no name stuntman. Um, he has a name, Jeremy. He has a name. Nobody knew it. I don't know it actually. I didn't write it down. It's Ken Kersinger. Oh, there you go. But seriously, it's Kane Hodder, Robert England. Those are your two big names. How do you not do that? <laughs> the way you said big names, it looked like you were holding giant balls. Like, They're the balls, man. They are the balls. And let's get to how awesome this movie was. This I is another this movie. movie that, I love this movie. I don't know why people trash on it. I thought it was entertaining as fuck. I used to work a bunch of nights. The weekend this came out, it was like the Tuesday after it came out. I went and saw this movie. Actually, it might have been the day it came out. I saw it at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No one there. By myself. That's awesome. That's the best way to see a movie. Watch it by myself just because I couldn't wait. This is when my wife and I got our first condo. We were probably a quarter of a mile from a movie theater in uh, Westboro. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, like I have the day off. Like to myself, like before I have to go in at like four o'clock, I'm going to go watch it. And I sat there, I sat in the back row. It was great. It was the first movie I went to see by myself. That's awesome. So I saw it opening night. And it was packed house. 
and people like this is one of those times where it was like such a fun movie where you don't really have to pay attention to the plot and stuff. You don't. So like people were like loud and into it and I just remember the the cornfield scene. Yeah. When Jason's just going to town, just like slashing and dashing. Someone in the audience was just like, Yo, that's gangster and the whole crowd just like lit up. It was like hilarious. I and it, it it was so I don't know, man. You saw it alone. I saw it with a bunch of people, and it just felt like a, like a big. It was like party time. It was. It was awesome. And then actually, I apologized to my wife because I told her I hadn't seen it yet. Ooh. And I made her go see it again. Well, I made myself go see it again. She saw it for the first time. Right. I dragged her to that. I'm like, this is horror fucking gold. Yeah, this is. Uh, it was so fun. Some great kills. Actually, the Amazing best, one kills. of the one of the best kills was at the beginning, where the fucking asshole. When they uh, fold them in half. Oh, they, they fold them in fucking half. It was great. So know? the MPAA has been a thorn in the side of this franchise. They have cut the shit out of some amazing, amazing work. And a lot of times they would go overboard because they knew that they'd have to cut a little bit out. So they'd be like, all right, we want to do this, so let's go over the top. Let's make the death a minute. Right. Where basically they really only want 30 seconds, so they keep cutting frames. Like one of the best kills in uh, the series uh, from A New Beginning, part five. We got the girl doing the robot, and originally they wanted the machete to penetrate her vagina. And they were going to lift her up in the air on top of the machete. And that's how she was going to die. And the MPA said, no fucking way. That happened. So she ended up just getting stuck in the stomach. But yeah, they uh, had a lot of problems with this one. That bed scene in particular was one of the ones they wanted to eviscerate. Nah, you see, they like to eviscerate. right Right after that, awesome fucking scene. It's pouring rain out. They're all upset. They're screaming and yelling. They run outside. A cop just happens to be driving down the street. Love the cop in this movie. That guy is hilarious. <laughs> he awesome. He's like, "Do you girls need some assistance?" And with the, the boyfriend, the girlfriend of the of the guy who just got snapped in half, bloody hands, goes, "What the fuck do you think?" <laughs> it's like, this is my first day on the job. Come on, give me a break. It was great. Oh my god, so many great kills. He seems like you know one of those one of those cops in a cartoon who would like pull their gun out of the. The holster and it kind of like flips in the air and they're like juggling it like. Whoa. <laughs> uh, that was great. The uh, the whole cornfield like rave. Him on like, fire. Oh, Apparently had awesome. like four hundred extras in that yes. scene. That yes. like that's that was the scene where the dude in the audience was like, "That's gangsta." When he's right. just like. But I love like they had like, so Freddie and Jason kind of had like a mini battle. I think first. Basically, what happens was girl moves into Freddie's house. She's starting to think about Freddy. Freddy finds Jason somehow. Now he's infecting his nightmares and trying to wake him up to kill so Freddy can get enough power to come back. Right. Cool premise. Awesome. But, like, later on, so they have to, like, sedate Jason to, like, bring him back to Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah. So they got the uh, the hypnocell. Yeah. Which is the big drug in Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. It helps them forget. Not basically not to dream. Right, this nerd kid stabs Jason in the neck twice. I believe he was possessed by Freddy at was that he? point. Was he? I think so. 
So yeah, so he stabs him with the hypnosil. And then he gets freaking cut right in Oh half. my god, that that was awesome. So so Freddy's out. Uh Jason, sorry, Jason. Jason's out. Like in the van. Yeah, so big So big one of thing. one of Destiny's children have to has to give him mouth to mouth. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. Can you blame her? I can't either. Would you consider her one of the series' most famous people? Yes. She starts talking shit on him. And he just goes, <laughs> Dark meat. When he cuts her nose off, oh my god, ouch. See, but I thought they went too CGI on this one. They did. A lot of fucking blood. A lot of blood. So I that think whole, they were a little over the top with I, the blood. I, went, I rewatched the whole end fight scene in this movie. Oh my god, which makes the whole, like... I loved it. ...decade plus waiting Oh my god, they beat the fucking shit out of each other. Yeah. I mean, you have to admit, Freddy was kind of kicking Jason's ass. He was! He was, and I was pissed! I was was literally in the movie theater. Me and maybe two other people that were down, like, near the bottom row. And I'm sitting there, I'm fucking swearing. I'm like, what the fuck?! You're okay. like you're like seven inches taller than this fucking guy. I'm like you can snap his fucking neck. As a short guy, you should kind of relate. Whereas, like you know, maybe you want the underdog to win. No, I'm I all- wanted Jason to fucking kick his ass. I'm always been kind of more of a Freddy guy. Oh, Love no. Jason. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm a I'm a Jason guy. I just nah. wanted him to I, I wanted him to fucking shred him tear like from limb from limb. I wanted Freddy to win. Well, it just oh my god. And it looked like Freddy was kicking his ass. Yeah, it did. But it kind of looked like Freddy was using his inside powers outside. Yeah. Because when he comes into the real world, isn't he just a regular he guy? Is. He is. But it and didn't look like that. Now, can we also remember one of the last people that survived in this movie was uh, John Ritter's son, Jason. God rest John Ritter's soul, man. I love John Ritter. John Ritter is amazing. So they're at Camp Crystal Lake. Which they drove from Springwood. Now, is Springwood also It was, it was like New- 600 miles they drove. Wait, is Springwood also in New Jersey? No, it's in Illinois. So they basically drove 600 miles. See, that's crazy. I always kind of assumed, because of how quickly it seemed they got there, I assumed that Springwood was in New Jersey. And that's how they got there so fast. No. That's crazy. So, uh, Lori Campbell. Lori, that's right. Played by the great Monica Kina. So they're... they're- I mean, Freddy and Jason are beating the shit out of each other. She brings Freddy into the real world. They like they have their big fight. There's kind of a there's like the end, the end scene. Doesn't Freddy's claw get put into himself and the machine well, Jason, get put well, Jason, into Jason? Well, Jason ripped his arm off. Ripped Freddy's arm off. Yeah, right. and basically stabbed him with his arm. Yeah, and then doesn't the the reverse happen? Well, he stabs Jason with the machete. Okay. Jason falls in the water, and then Monica chops Freddy's head off with the machete. Right. But, like, right before that, this is one of my favorite scenes of the franchise. Where she's, like, ready to chop his head off, and she just, like, screams at him. And it actually, I watched it the other day. Go to hell. It, 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 it actually gave me chills. I don't know why, but it did. And she just sat there and stared. She goes, welcome to my world, bitch! And cuts Freddy's fucking head off. Yeah, that was awesome. And then she tosses the machete into the lake. Yeah, 
What a but dumb a, move that but was. The, but there was a scene. I mean, Freddie was about to basically kill them. Mm-hmm. Jason saves her. Yep. But did he, though? In so, her interpretation, she's, she thinks Jason saved her life. Which seems like that's what happened. But did, but did Jason... Okay, just... so bigger question here. Who cares about her? Freddy versus Jason. No, that's my thought. Who won? Well, we don't know yet. What do you mean we don't know yet? Watching that movie, you didn't have a conclusion? Well, I mean, if you go by the end of the movie, technically Jason won because he's holding his fucking head. But, okay, so technically but, no. But but Freddie is apparently he he winks at the audience and he's like <laughs> right. So he just maybe he just wants Jason to think that he's defeated. So basically, what this is is what we call a wash. Nobody won because the studio it's a, it's a was a pussy. Yeah, and they didn't want to piss off either franchise fans because they didn't want to alienate what they thought of half of the movies viewers would be right which is smart but yeah basically no one wins maybe there'll be a rematch someday probably not so we're seemingly kind of done for a while six years we get a reboot yeah we did good to see that in the theater too i thought it was really fun i thought it was great i really enjoyed it i feel like they covered the first the first three movies i would say it was a great redo of the first three movies. It was. Because you kind of run through them real quick. The first one, 20 minutes. Then you get the title scene, which is I think is like one of the longest cold opens ever. Awesome. So good. And then you get Sackface, and he gets the hockey mask. Right. So you kind of run through the whole original OG right. Jason Voorhees right. trilogy. And Derek Mears, who's awesome, he channeled his inner Ted White and kind of portrayed him more of that fashion where he was... Back to that running kind of kind of Jason. Yeah, because they, they were like, oh, that's definitely more scary if someone's running after you as opposed to slow stalking. Right. I love the reboot, but it, it but it has it has elements of it actually has elements of the first four because I mean you have, you know, Mister Supernatural Jared Padalecki. Yeah. He's looking for his sister, which is very very part four Rob, because he's looking for Sandra. Oh yeah. Which, that was a big continuity thing, where it's like, ah, oh, she well, was... Well, yeah, he's looking for her for Mad Long, but it's only been a couple like two, days. Like, two or three weeks, but, it, like, she was only killed, like, two days ago. Yeah. It, it was great. I, I thought it was great. I thought Derek Mears did a great job. The kills were amazing. The remake kind of seemed like a polished callback yeah. to some of the earlier movies. So the deaths were cool. It had great flow personalities were kind of over the top right, but, but it was are. fun but they always are yeah it was fun like the fucking preppy asshole whose parents like cottage that they went to oh my god dude they see i love characters trent, like was that it like trent or something probably like that? it was chad or something chad. like that so they, they keep them around long enough for you to really hate the guy it was really good i enjoyed it everyone like a lot of people tell like and again shit on it I feel that like, death like, under the dock when Jason puts the yes. machete through that girl's head, picks her up. Can we also say... Which I think ju- just happened so they could show her boobs. Probably. But can we also say that all of a sudden we figured out that Jason can be in, like an archer? Well, we knew that from... Oh no, his mom's an archer. Yes. That's right. Friday the 13th, the first one, that's Jason's mom. So I don't know if he can 
arch. Yeah, apparently he can wield a bow. He can wield a bow, just like Mama. Such a mama's boy. Learn from the best. But it was it was so fun. It was great. I really hope they can come out with another one. Yeah, so right now, as I know it, the guy that played Shelley is Larry Zerner? Yeah, he's a lawyer and he's actually involved with um where the rights issue is with this movie and he's saying I believe as the end of February talks in court were supposed to end and we may hear a decision this June. Follow him on Twitter and you can find out more because I don't really know shit. All I know is what I've just told you. (laughs) That we, that we might hear something in June. I really hope so. Has there ever been another series that had lasted this many movies? Like a horror series. <sighs> Nightmare on Elm Street goes six. No. There are only seven. So, covering the course of the franchise, favorite kill? Wow. I'm going to have to go old school and say Kevin Bacon was probably one of my favorite. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like I said, first one I saw, real young, and just that blade going through his neck and the blood spurt, which yeah. was kind of an accident on their part. Right. Cause so it's actually Sean Cunningham blowing through a tube. Yeah, it, the tube broke, right. so he blew through it because they were pumping it and the pump breaks off, so he blows through the tube, and that's where you get that extra spurt. I don't know, man, that one's always stuck with me. I really like that one. Yeah. And the fact that it being that dancing freak, that footloose guy from Tremors. <laughs> My favorite... And I'm sure it's the same as a lot of people. The sleeping bag. Oh, that one is brutal. Now, so I should, because I should, you don't see, see much. But now but I that's should, what makes it, I don't know, impactful. See, but now I, sh- I should specify. Not that. from Jason X. Because it's, it's uh, the reboot. There's two sleeping bag kills. Well, there's the one in Jason X, too. Oh, that's true too. Okay, well, he just he just fucking goes to fucking. Well, supposedly it was gonna happen. They were, he was supposed to swing him in the air, but they're like, we so, don't got money for so that. So there's the new blood, the, the new blood sleeping bag kill, picks her up, just slams her against a tree. And there's also in the reboot where the she just gets torched over <sighs> over a campfire. That was awesome. And, and part of that whole opening, she gets fire roasted. This is my favorite franchise. I hope they do more. They will, eventually. This is the biggest gap between any Friday the 13th movies ever. And it's just, the gap just keeps widening. We will have another one. Who will play Jason? Who you got? I would love them to bring Kane back. No, it's not happening. I know. He's too old. Too old? Yeah, too old to put on makeup. He and barely then... moved anyway. You know what I think? They're if they do another one, and by if I mean when. I feel like they're gonna bring it old school, and he's not gonna be like a big Hulk of a guy. He's gonna be like a regular guy, like maybe a mountain man type of type of guy again. Maybe. Then they go that route. Who knows? Who knows? Another thing we didn't bring up: the fucking video game. Did you play this on Nintendo? Yes, I did. And Jason's like purple. It was impossible. I'd like to say that that was one of the hardest games ever. It was awful. It was awful, and I will tell you that. But like, it was creepy, and I it did, was. I dug the music. It, it was because I go into a room, and then if he showed up, it would scare the fucking shit out of me. 
You and your friends are dead. Game over. Best cover art. Hmm. Or, or favorite movie cover. Part 7 was kind of cool, the way they like had the blade between the faces. Part 8 was really cool. It was? But I'm saying Part 1, just because it's iconic, and I've seen it on Lunchboxes, and it's so awesome how they have the silhouette, and you see the camp in the silhouette. I, I just see, think that's cool. I just love that art. I say Part 4. The mask, dagger through the eye. Yeah, it's cool. Just me. Yeah, that was cool. So 40 years of Fridays. Yeah, that's a lot of Fridays. But it's been fun it spending been. 40 years of Fridays. This is one of my favorite episodes that we've done. This, this, I mean, this is my... This is what started me on horror. I love this franchise. I don't know what the first franchise I ever saw, but, but this is like, badass. and this, it's I love it. I deserved love it. all the praise. And like how much it's instilled into pop pop culture it is it absolutely is wouldn't you think of the old school hockey mask the first thing that comes to your mind is not people skating around on ice right it's a machete and it's a decapitated head and it's boobs and it's you know don't have sex you're gonna die yeah it's not bobby Orr. no maybe an oar to your head until you're dead so 40 years of jason Jason Voorhees. You the man. Even if you are a little mama's boy bitch. I think we got it. You can listen to us on Podomatic, Spotify, iTunes. Please check us out on Facebook. Like us. Subscribe. Twitter. Fans of the Dead 1. Number 1. Check us out on Gmail. We do have an email. Please reach out to us. Bitch at us. Send Tell us, us we praise. Suck. Tell us what we can do better. Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But I think that's it, bro. I think that's it. All right. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace.